Warning. The Christian Patriot Report is a no-holds-barred, unapologetic show that will easily trigger those that get offended by the truth. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. And welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm your host, Don Gardner. And on today's show, we are going to talk about how the spirit of the Enchantress has declared war on her enemies. This show, you can't afford to miss. Welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm, of course, your host, Don Gardner. And just like I said earlier, we are going to be diving into just how the spirit of the Enchantress has declared war and the methods this spirit has used in order to try to infiltrate different aspects of society. Now, for those of you that may not know, what the heck is the Spirit of the Enchantress? Well, this is a title that Jonathan Kahn used in his book called The Return of the Gods. This is a name that he gave one of the gods that has come back. Now, other names that the Spirit of the Enchantress has used is like the Spirit of Jezebel, the Spirit of Aphrodite, for example. But basically, these spirits, even though they're named by different names, honestly, they do the same thing because they're all the same spirit. And the thing you have to remember is any spirit does three things. It tries to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what the spirit of the Enchantress has done and let me just show and share with you in this in this particular segment the first casualty that the spirit of the chantress has tried to infiltrate which was Anheuser Busch yes the beer company the director of their Bud Light brand made a terrible decision in using a transgender person by the name of Dylan Mulaney or Mavlaney, and honestly, I don't care what name he goes by, in their ads. And it absolutely backfired. Now, for those of you that may not know about the ads or haven't heard about the ads, maybe you didn't see it, just check this out. Well, that is Bud Light's controversial branding partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. The ad causing parent company Anheuser-Busch to seize major losses. The stock fell more than 4% since March 31st. The company's market value falling by more than $5 billion. Women are outraged by it. 
Lee Carter, your reaction. So Bud Light has a right to do this kind of a thing. It's a free market. Um, and I think this was a huge miss. Frankly, if you want to support the trans community, I'm all for it. Let people be people. But what, when you look at that, she is perpetuating some of the worst um, myths about women. She seems like, oh, I don't know anything about sports, but it's a good excuse to drink. Like, this is not what I want my daughter to see. This is not what I want people to think women should be. If, 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 if she wants to be a woman, want to be a successful, smart, savvy woman. That is perpetuating all of the stereotypes that I grew up with that we fought against. And I think it's a, I think it's a big miss. And it has nothing to do with the fact that this person is LGBTQ or what that means. To me, it's an outrage because of the, the stereotype that you're, you're promoting. You're absolutely right. Now, that's not my first choice as a spokesman for my brand if I'm Anheuser-Busch. But you know what? This decision came from the director of the brand, the Bud Light brand. So instead of me telling you what she did, just listen to this director. Check this out. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. Look, this is the first time I'm going to tell you guys that you could see just how influenced by the spirit of the enchantress this director was. I mean, you can just see it in her eyes. You could see that she believed that by getting this influencer, who is a transgender, Dylan Mullaney, that she honestly thought this is going to work. Because the spirit of the Enchantress, for those of you that don't know, deals with the transgender movement, that spirit's behind that. The homosexual movement, the spirit of Enchantress is behind that. The sexualizing of our children, that's the spirit of the Enchantress. Anything that's sexual, that's aimed towards kids, or aimed towards gender, that is coming from this spirit of the Enchantress. Now, you could see that this director truly believed that this decision was going to help this brand, Bud Light, and was going to make people want to drink more Bud Light. But it absolutely backfired. Because honestly, Dylan Mullaney is the wrong spokesman to peddle anything. And not only is Anheuser-Busch going to learn about this, but the other brands that have, that have partnered with Dylan, like Nike, are also going to feel a backlash because let's just take a look what this one decision from this director what did it cost Anheuser-Busch let's take a look at this piece 
from the New York Post entitled, Anheuser-Busch loses more than $5 billion in value amidst Dylan Mulaney, and I know I'm probably mispronouncing his last name. I don't care. Bud Light Controversy. This is written by Ariel Zeebe. And this is what this person says. Beer Colossal. Anheuser-Busch saw its value plummet more than $5 billion since the company announced its branding partnership with controversial transgender social media influence, Dylan Mulaney, Mulaney, whatever his name is. Since March 31st, shares of Bud Light's parent company have fallen by nearly, by nearly 4% knocking down the company's market capitalization from, and this is a lot of money, I mean, look at this, $132.38 billion to now it's only, oh, well, it's only 200 and, I mean, sorry, not 200, 100 $127.13 billion on Wednesday. And it goes through with saying just how bad this decision was, how this stock went from, or how this company's market capitalization went from a hundred and thirty-two billion to now it's a hundred and twenty-seven. That's because the the customers reacted in such a way because honestly, they picked the most terrible person to be the spokesman because Dylan honestly does not act like any woman I've ever met. I mean, just take a look at him. And I know I'm probably using the wrong pronouns, but honestly, I don't care. Is there any woman that acts like him? I mean, look, I'm married, obviously, got a ring on it. Here you go. Ring on the finger. For those of you watching the show, you can see that. For those of you listening to the audio, well, you're going to have to take my word for it. But my wife has, has nothing to do with sports, okay? It isn't like she has a sport that she roots for or a team that she roots for. No, she doesn't follow sports, period. Yet, if I went downstairs right now and I asked her, do you know what March Madness is? She'd tell me exactly what it what it, what March what March Madness is, and what sport it's associated with. This is coming from an actual biological woman who has nothing to do with sports, but yet she knows what March Madness is, and know that it's associated with the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And Dylan doesn't? Yet, yeah, Bud Light, this is the person that you choose because your director of that brand has been influenced by the spirit of the Enchantress. And not only... Was that director influenced? But somebody else in Anheuser-Busch had to think, then think this 
possibly is going to work. It's just that this director is going to take the fall because it ultimately she's in charge of the brand. And this is what happened to her brand that she's in part that she's in charge of. So basically what the spirit of the enchantress has done. It most likely if and it's the jury is still out about how this is really going to affect Anheuser-Busch. Will this director get fired? Because if she does, then the spirit of the enchantress has just killed your career. This director's reputation has been smeared, all because she has been influenced by the spirit of the enchantress. And this spirit is only, the only purpose of this spirit is to do three things, to steal, kill, or destroy. That's all any spirit. That's the purpose of any of these spirits is to steal, kill, and destroy. And Anheuser-Busch is just feeling the effects of what happens when you become under the influence of this spirit. And that's just not just company. Because the thing you have to realize about the spirit of the enchantress is she is going, this spirit is going to go to war with anyone she deems her enemy. So it may not wor have worked, her plans, her agenda to push this transgender thing may not have worked with Anheuser-Busch. But don't think this is going to slow down the spirit of the enchantress. Honestly, this has just angered her so she decided to use other means, which we are going to get to uh, the other means that she is using. Because she's not done. She has gone to war with her enemies. And we're going to get to that once we go to break, because we're going to be right back right after this. Is it possible that behind the events, moments and changes that are transforming America and the world and affecting our lives is a mystery? Could this mystery go back to ancient times, to the incense offerings of ancient Rome, the processions of ancient Babylon, the tablets of ancient Assyria, and ceremonies of ancient Sumer? In his most explosive book ever, Jonathan Kahn unveils the shocking secrets that are changing your world. The Return of the Gods by New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Kahn is so astonishing and revealing that no description here can possibly do it justice. Could there be more to the news and what's happening in the world than you see with your eyes? The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn will take you into an entirely new realm of mystery. You will be taken on a journey from the temples of ancient Mesopotamia to the halls of the American government to uncover the mystery of the gods. Who are the gods? What exactly are they? And is it possible that these ancient entities have returned to the modern world and specifically America? And are they right now transforming our culture, our lives, our children, America, and the world? Did this mystery even determine the rulings of the Supreme Court and the exact dates they were handed down as their ancient sign appeared all over America and the world? Did an ancient God actually manifest on the streets of New York City? What is the Dark Trinity? Who is the possessor? the Enchantress, the Destroyer, and the Transformer. Where is all this heading? What does it have to do with you? And what do you need to know in view of what's coming? 
Prepare to be blown away as you open Jonathan Kahn's most explosive book ever, The Return of the Gods from Frontline, available online and wherever books are sold. My hope is that more and more people will stop being embarrassed by something that Jesus did more than anything else in the entire three and a half years of his ministry. We're not following after the signs. The signs are following after the truth, and revival is coming back to truth, biblical truth. There's nothing more biblical than setting people free from the influence of demonic activity. Deliverance leads to reformation. Reformation leads to revival. You can't fight something that you don't know is there. The first deliverance Jesus did was not in a nightclub, it was in a synagogue. The first time the demon manifested, it happened right in the church. I command every spirit of the It's happening in the streets, even if it's not happening in the church. We allow things in our school system that should not be allowed. Heavenly Father, today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. And we've been trained in the American church, which is far too American and not enough church, to show up and have a service whether God shows up or not, and that is unacceptable. We've seen too much. It's been taken out of the box, and we're not going back. Never seen such a nefarious plan against our children. It was always about our children. It's always been about the kids. It's always been about the children. should be common, it should have never went away. And there are a lot of suits and ties in pulpits around America saying, oh no, deliverance is not for today. Well, my question is, where'd all those demons go that Jesus cast out? everyone to the Christian Patriot Report and of course we were talking about the spirit of the Enchantress and just how the spirit of the Enchantress completely destroyed Anheuser-Busch as a company let's face it that 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 company is going to continue to reel from this one decision but the spirit of the Enchantress wasn't done now other names of the spirit of the Enchantress just for those of you that you may want to know just where to find the spirit of the Enchantress or where it started in the Bible. This spirit is also called the spirit of Jezebel. 
And as we look into 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 30, really you get to meet her in the 31st chapter, but I mean not 31st chapter, but the 31st verse. But here's what the Bible says in introducing Jezebel um, and Abram, the son of Amur, did evil in the sight of the Lord. This was, for those of you who may not know, Abram was the king of Israel. That's evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. So before any other king, Abram was worse than any other king before him. And as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of the bat, he took for his wife, Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the, I think it's the Sodomites, and went and served Baal, which was a false god from the Bible, and also the god of his now wife, Jezebel. That was the god that she prayed to, and worshipped him. Worshipping him was Baal, worshipping Baal. He erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And basically it goes on to saying that Jezebel really was the driving force for all the evil that had happened or had, that happened to Israel, to God's people in the book of, of uh, Judges. So, she was so evil, so manipulative, and she would use every method she could in order to get her agenda across, forcing everyone to worship this false god, Baal. So much so that she actually went to war with God's prophet, who was Elijah. And, of course, there's a scene where Elijah takes on the prophets of Baal in this, I believe it was a burnt sacrifice, where the prophets, all the prophets of Baal, were praying to Baal to send fire from heaven to consume their offering. And, of course, they were cutting themselves. That's what the Bible says. They were cutting themselves. They were trying everything to get Baal to send fire from from the skies and honestly it didn't happen and then Elijah kind of is making fun of him kind of said well maybe your God's asleep maybe your God didn't hear you maybe your God is on vacation maybe he didn't say vacation but he implies basically he's 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 ribbing the prophets of Baal because nothing's happening and then Elijah it's Elijah's turn so he gets up and he actually tells people, you know what, why don't you get buckets of water and why don't you pour it upon my offering so that it is sopping wet? And they do that. They, they absolutely drench Elijah's offering. And Elijah then prays to God, the one true living God, the creator of the world, the creator of everything. And fire came and consumed his offering and then Elijah proceeds 
to kill all the prophets of Baal. Now, you would have think that was the end, that God's people turned back towards, that he defeated you know, the king, Abram, and Jezebel, his wife, the queen. But no, Jezebel wasn't done. She pushed it further, so much so that, I mean, honestly, she went to war with Elijah. So much so that it cost Elijah to go into depression, to feel anxiety, to be attacked by those spirits, because she was relentless. And that's the thing you have to realize about the spirit of the Enchantress or the spirit of Jezebel. The spirit is relentless. She will destroy everything and any enemy that stands in her way. So we're going to continue because obviously it didn't work in her infiltration of Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch has since corrected themselves. Um, th the latest ad that I've seen for Anheuser-Busch is they brought out their classic Clydesdale, you know. Usually they bring them out only at like Christmas time, stuff like that. But no, they brought them out this time now because they realize after $5 billion went poof, they got to do something to get their people back. Because honestly, and, and, I've, and I saw this, I walked into a local grocery store and all of Anheuser-Busch's products were still on the shelf. It looked like nobody had touched them. So people aren't buying them. Now, honestly, I don't have a dog in this fight as far as with Anheuser-Busch because, honestly, I believe that any alcoholic drink comes with a spirit, that it opens up a door to demonic possession or whether you want to get demonized to have a spirit come and torment you because you're under the influence of that alcohol, which allows you to become under the influence of this spirit. So I personally don't care if Anheuser-Busch ever goes out of business because of this, because honestly, you know, and this is coming from someone that I worked for a beer distributing company, and it was for Anheuser-Busch. So I kind of had brand loyalty, if you want to call it that, to Anheuser-Busch. When I did drink, I only drank Anheuser-Busch products. But I have not touched alcohol in I don't know how many years now, and I don't plan on touching any alcohol because I'm not opening that door to those spirits. After being delivered of those spirits, I'm not opening those doors. I'm not opening a window. I'm not doing any of that. But the spirit of the Enchantress is going to use any method she can. And one of the methods that she will use is laws that are passed by governments, whether they're at the state, local, or even at the federal level. So let's take a look at these news articles that will show you just how she is influencing these laws, because I believe this is from the um, Washington Free Beacon in a piece called Washington State Democrats Vote to Hide Transgender runaways from parents. And it's not just them that's reporting on this. Also, trending politics say just in. Washington 
passes, and they're talking about the state of Washington, passes bill allowing children to legally be taken from parents if parents don't consent to gender transition. So what this bill will say, and let's see if I can find the title of this bill in this article. Oh, Senate Bill 5599. The Washington House of Representatives, they passed that bill. Now, the good thing is this. It was down party lines. And what I mean by that is only Democrats voted for this. It only passed because the Washington House of Representatives has more Democrats than they have Republicans. Not one Republican voted for this bill. and Good for them. Because this bill should have got shredded. Because this bill will allow, as this bill, uh, one of the things this bill says is it will allow homeless shelters to hide children from their parents. If their parents, if their children run away from home and they end up in a homeless shelter, well, usually what happened and what the laws in Washington had said is once they identify that person, and they find out they're a minor, their job is to notify the parents and say, hey, look, we got your kid. They're down here. What do you want to do? But with the passing of this bill, it will allow these homeless shelters to hide them, hide runaways, all because they want to be transitioned or be a transgender. But not just that, as trending politics are saying this bill goes deeper that if I guess the government finds out that there are parents who are not going to allow their children to go through the gender transition that this government is going to be able to take your kids away probably call it abuse but really taking these kids and putting them through this transition of the hormones, of the surgery, all this stuff, this is completely demonic, and this is of the spirit of the enchantress, because it's exactly what the spirit of the enchantress wants. Because her target is the next generation, is the young people in this country. They, she wants these kids to be completely confused to what gender they are. That's why... These uh, transgender laws are being passed in these states. Now, blue states like Washington are taking the opposite route. They're passing bills like this, while other bills being passed by mostly red states, states that are in control, uh, that basically states that are under the control of the Republican Party have been passing bills, passing laws prohibiting this type of, of surgeries for minors and, and really been protecting minors. But, and it doesn't surprise me that it's the Democrats that are pushing this. Because when I say the Democrat Party is the demonic party, it's, they're demonic because they have been influenced. They have been under the trance, whatever you want to call it, of things like the spirit of the enchantress. 
And the spirit of the enchantress will continue to push for laws like this. Because with this law being passed in Washington, it's going to trickle down to other blue states. Other blue states are going to pass similar bills like this. So what do you do? If you are a conservative living in a blue state, what do you do? You do the only thing you can do, and that is to get the heck out of these states. Now, for those of you that can, and, and, and I can show you the, the studies of how people are moving out of states like, like New York, and I don't blame them. I left New York because they were losing their damn mind up there. But for those of you that can't, be ready to fight for your kids. Be ready to fight tooth and nail. Because, honestly, you should be calling your local governments, like Washington State, should be getting phone call after phone call for parents who do not support this. It don't matter what party you are. If you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican or third party, it, if you do not support this bill and what this bill does, you need to let your officials know. You need to put your foot down. That's also what's happening in the school board meetings when parents like myself found out what exactly is the school teaching our kids. A lot of parents who had their head in the sand Honest, a lot of parents who had their head in the sand are waking up to what exactly is the schools teaching my kids. And that's why we, we see the videos of parents going crazy, yelling at the school board, saying, why are you teaching this? Why are you teaching that? Why are you indoctrinating my kids? And this also has caused a lot of people to homeschool their kids. But how much you want to bet with laws like this, you're not going to be able to do that. Even if you homeschool your kid, they're going to come in and take your kid away because your kid supposedly wants to be a transgender, right? But you as the parent are going to decide what your kid's going to do. And you're going to say, you know what? Let's wait until you're an adult or let's let's talk about this this is exactly what the spirit of the enchantress wants and it she's not just stopping there because it's not just state governments it's world governments because as Fox News is reporting get ready for this new UN backed legal rec recommendations to normalize sex with minors, outrage critics say. Children may consent to sex with adults. This has been the plan all along. Social media influencers charge. And in this piece, if you read it on, the, on foxnews.com, this is a piece written by... Carrie Byrne, if you're someone like me, a conservative like me, a concerned parent like me, this will make your, this will turn your stomach. 
This is the UN. This is a government. This is a world government. Okay? Has a lot of influence in the world, right? This is their recommendations. As this thing says, a shocking report issued by international legal experts with the backing of the United Nations appears to open the floodgates to normalize sex with minors. Sexual conduct involving persons below the domestic prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be conversal in fact, if not in law. This is exactly what the spirit of the enchantress wants. Because one of the things you're going to find out if you ever read Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods, that in pagan uh, nations, there was sacrificing of children. There was also sexual abuse of children in the pagan world. And as we talked about with Jezebel, Jezebel came from a pagan nation. And these things were normal in a pagan nation. So it shouldn't surprise you that a world government entity like the United Nations is now pushing for stuff like this. Because this should tell you that the United Nations is under the influence of this demonic spiritual entity called the spirit of the enchantress, the spirit of Jezebel. And Jezebel going, is going to fight tooth and nail to get these things normalized. I mean, I don't know about you. Let me ask you. For those of you that have parents that are either watching the show or you're listening to the show, especially young kids, how do you feel about your children being able to consent to a, a relationship, a sexual relationship with an adult, an adult that might be your age? How do you feel about that? It should make you sick because this shouldn't happen. Yet this is what the UN is pushing. How much you want to bet the liberal media in this country isn't talking about stuff like this. Because liberal media outlets are under the influence of this spiritual entity called the spirit of the enchantress. So that's why they're going along with this stuff. They're already under the influence. They need, honestly, I think the world needs deliverance. Especially deliverance from this evil demonic spirit. So what is it going to need to take before you, the parents of America, the concerned parents of America, wake the hell, wake the hell up and fight back against this type of stuff and say, this isn't going to work. This is not going to, we're not going to allow this. But realize, if you live in a blue state, this is the type of stuff. Because stuff like this, the U.N., 
This is their recommendation, right? Wink, nod, nod, that type of thing. Blue states like New York, California, obviously Washington, but Michigan, stuff, blue states like that are going to fall in line and pass similar laws like this to a point where you're going to wake up one day and you're going to find out a law was passed in your state of New York, New Jersey, California, Oregon, Washington, any blue state that's out there, that a law was passed that there's no longer that minors can consent to sex, that your child can consent to sex regardless of age. Don't think that can't happen, because it can, because that's what the spirit of the enchantress wants. And with that, we'll be right back after this. There is an entire generation searching for God. What you're seeing is not something to explain. It's something to be experienced. This is a house of worship. They're making our congregation uncomfortable. Well, maybe they should be uncomfortable. They don't belong here. They want peace and love. Isn't that the same thing you want? This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. From the age of eight to the age of 35, 25 years of devil worshiping, my father was a warlock. I was groomed to come into the satanic church to be trained with witches and warlock. I went to hell as a devil worshiper and came back as a Christian. God gave me the gift to expose the enemy to the fullest. I mean, there was no reason for me in the devil's camp for 25 years of my life and know all the patterns and cycles and give me the wisdom and knowledge to expose the enemy to the church today so you can fight the good fight of faith. God put in my heart to do this amazing spiritual warfare eight weeks training with a workbook. The course is going to train you, it's going to equip you and teach you all the secrets of how the devil operates against the believer. You can be the arrow in God's quiver because when the fight starts, he can pull you out. He can launch you into the devil's camp to make havoc and destroy the works of darkness and set the captives free. Sign up for the Spiritual Warfare Boot Camp at johnramirez.org. Sign up today and learn how to take the fight to the devil. Don Gardner from the Christian Patriot Report. We're going to see what team we're going to be. Phillies. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. And you can watch and listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongardner.weebly.com. And let's go Mets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. And in this segment, we're going to continue to talk about the spirit of the enchantress. Because remember in the last segment, I talked about how in a pagan world, with pa in a pagan nation, how they basically being a young person was not really good. <laughs> because 
You were either going to get abused or you were going to get sacrificed or that type of thing. Well, the spirit of the enchantress loves the idea of sacrificing children. And one of the ways that the spirit of the enchantress likes to sacrifice children is through the method of abortion. Now, I know what some of you might be saying. Well, we in red states, we've dealt with that. I mean, we, we certain states have, you know, Republican states have passed laws either banning it or restricting it. And, yeah, I get that. I understand that. But I'm here to tell you, the spirit of the enchantress is not content with just having one political party under her control. Because, honestly, the Democrat Party is already gone. They're already under the influence of the spirit of the enchantress. They will fall in line with whatever the agenda is for the spirit of the enchantress. But she has her eyes on another target. That target being the Republican Party. Don't believe me? Take a look at this of Republican Nancy Mace and what she had to say about the abortion pill. Check this out. New at 5, South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace is fighting to protect access to a commonly used abortion pill. Yeah, this comes after a federal judge in Texas ruled to suspend the abortion drug Mupiprostone. Uh, it's not up to us to decide as legislators or even, you know, as the court system that whether or not this is the right drug to use or not, number one. So I agree with ignoring it at this point. The Texas judge's ruling could make the drug unavailable nationwide starting Friday at midnight. Mace is now pushing the Food and Drug Administration to ignore the ruling. She says since this is already an FDA-approved drug, she doesn't feel lawmakers or the court system should be controlling use of it. So we've got some extreme views on this issue, but 90% of America is somewhere in the middle. And I think that that 90% would be okay with listening to the FDA rather than a judge who used an old law that was determined unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. I think the vast, vast majority of Americans would support that decision. The department is now getting involved in the matter. They're asking a federal appeals court to freeze the judge's ruling. So there's her recommendations to ignore what this judge did. Just ignore it. Because the FDA approved this drug. This drug that kills an unborn child. That's what this pill does. And she has since gone on in other interviews talking about how, in order, really what she does, is she tries to justify her stance in defending this abortion pill and the access to this abortion pill because she was in fact a rape victim. That's not justification. I don't care if you were raped or not. I don't. Republicans are supposed to defend the unborn. And what you're doing, Nancy, and what's even sad, as I find out she's a representative from the great state of South Carolina. Now, granted, she's from, what, Charleston? But obviously, she's a Republican. So the area that she's in, I guarantee you, if she ran Democrat, she probably wouldn't win. Hence the reason she's a Republican. 
But mark my word, the spirit of the enchantress is going to try to infiltrate Republican, the Republican Party. That's what the spirit of the enchantress wants. And we have people like Nancy Mace falling in line, defending, saying, ignore what this judge did. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Look, this is what CNBC is, is saying about this whole issue in a piece written by Spencer Kilball. says, Supreme Court lifts abortion pill restrictions for now. And that's what they're saying. The U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sam Samuel Alito on Friday temporarily blocked lower court's ruling that imposed tighter restrictions on the abortion pill, and they give the name of it. And I'm not going to say it because I'm going to butcher it because I'm terrible with pharmacy names. Hence the reason I'm not a pharmacist. But it then goes on to basically say why they're ignoring it. You see, this is how it starts. The spirit of the enchantress wants your children especially if they're the first firstborn. She wants your children. She wants them sacrificed on her altar. That's what the Spirit wants. And this Spirit will do nothing, will do everything in her power to influence and seduce any Republican who is stupid enough to open the door to this Spirit. Nancy Mace, you should resign right now. I hope there's a true conservative, a true Christian in your area who rises up to challenge you when you are up for re-election. And I hope you lose. Because you are doing nothing to defend unborn children in Washington. All because in blue states we lose certain elections. You rhinos. And that's what Nancy Mace is, basically. You're a rhino. You use that as justification to change your stance on abortion. Because that's also what some Republicans are saying now. Maybe we need to change our stance on abortion. Yeah. We need to then allow for the murdering of unborn children in this country, right? That's what that's exactly what the spirit of the enchantress wants and that is demonic. Whether you want to believe it or not, that is demonic. And if the spirit of the enchantress eventually does seduce the Republican party, then I'm no longer going to be a Republican. Because that party would no longer represent me. Because the, we as the Republicans, we need to defend, especially if you are a born-again Christian or you say or claim that you are of, of faith, your job is to defend the unborn. That is your job. That's what the Bible says. Defend the unborn. Defend the poor and the helpless. The 
fatherless. That's what the Bible says. That's our job as Christians, to defend. And one of the ways you defend it is by not caving to things like this just because you lose a couple elections. But I honestly think, and I see the spiritual warfare going on, that the spirit of the enchantress, she will stop at nothing to get the Republican Party under her seduction. So heads up, people. When you start seeing your representatives changing their stance on things like this, changing their stance on other things, maybe even start going with this transgender LGBTQ agenda, allowing the sexualization of our children in schools by our local schools. When's it going to come to a point where you wake the heck up and start getting into politics as a born-again Christian? Because honestly, I know we're not of this world, but we should at least know what's going on. Because I guarantee you, even when Queen Jezebel ruled Israel with her husband, King Abram, I guarantee you there were people that were men and women of God who did not go along with them. And when they stood up to Jezebel, she would do everything she could to destroy them, to kill them, because that's what these spirits do. They will steal, kill, and destroy. That's their sole purpose. So when's it going to come to a point where you are going to start fighting back and start getting into the fight, start putting on the full armor of God and start heading out into battle and fighting against the spirit of the enchantress? I just showed you how many different ways that she's infiltrating into our society. And that's just those ways. There's multiple other ways. It's time to fight back in the name of Jesus. And with that, we'll be right back after this. Is it possible that behind the events transforming our culture, our nation, and your life is a mystery that goes back to ancient times? In his most explosive book ever, The Return of the Gods, New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Kahn pulls away the veil and reveals these shocking secrets. Uncover the mystery of the gods and how it's transforming your life. The Return of the Gods, the book you can't afford not to read. Get it online or wherever books are sold. They bailed them out with two. Hi, Murder, let's go. I used to be addict, alcoholic, felon. I know. So what? Mr. Heiberger, you're back again. He's racking up the frequent flyer miles. Every one of us are behind these bars because we fell into some kind of quicksand. Maybe not the real kind, but the spiritual kind. So you choose to exercise sin. It gets bigger and bigger until it consumes you. So you exercise your faith. Guess what? It gets stronger. I got something that'll warm you up like a warm blanket. This is the word, this is the bread of life. Hey, what's up? 
I'm Dave. I tell you, I sure wish some more guys in the joint could understand what Jesus did so that they too could be saved, you know? Like a prison ministry. We can minister to the prisoners? I sure hope so. God's got a plan, Scott. No rule of man can deny that purpose. I'm sorry, we have a problem. It's out of Florida. Some little trouble I had from years ago. Spent my whole life fighting to stay out of prison, and now they won't let me back in. I don't know what's going to happen. You do realize that Jonah felt the same, yes? He didn't want to go to Nineveh. So God sent a giant whale to swallow him up and drag him there. I, sir, am your giant whale. Pardon by grace. Hi, Burger. You're up. Don Graham from Christian Patriot Report. We're going to try this again and see what team we get. There you go. There you go. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. Make sure you listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongarden.weebly.com. back everyone to the christian patriot report and in this segment we're going to be talking about the come out in jesus name documentary because i finally got to see it and i could hear some of you asking the question those of you watching watching the show or yeah watching the show yeah you got to keep this clean <laughs> but for those of you watching or listening to the show i know you probably you, you, you probably said, what do we do to fight back? What are some of the ways that we fight back? Well, here's one of the ways. Go see movies like Come Out in Jesus' Name. A movie, a documentary about deliverance. Deliverance is in the Bible. This is what Jesus did. His ministry when he was on this earth. He healed people, but he cast out demons, evil spirits, devils. That's what the Bible calls these things. But he cast them out of people. He's the first person to ever do that. The first one. Now, this documentary came out, and when it first came out, I did wasn't able to see it. But it then came out April 10th and the 11th. And I got to see it on April 10th. And let me tell you guys something. When I went to go see this, I went to go see this at the Regal Cinema in Greenville, South Carolina. I got there early. I checked in. It probably was an hour early. I had my tickets. Actually, it was on my phone. So that was a new thing for me, you know technology i'm used to actually having the ticket and you hand it to the person no i just got on my phone so what should i say got on my phone so i get checked in i go in i find my seat because it's all assigned you know when you order your when you get your ticket it tells you what seat you're at so i find my seat and i'm walking around and and it's getting close to we had a seven 
p.m. showing. And as it was getting closer and closer to it, more people started coming. I mean, I really thought, like, am I going to be the only one in here? Because I don't see a whole lot of people. But then they eventually start filing in. And I can't say that the whole movie theater was sold out, but there was, a, would say, probably 75% of that theater was kind of sold out, or all those seats were taken, because there was a lot of people. So 7 o'clock comes, and 7.05 comes, and then 7.15 comes, and then 7.20 comes. The movie hasn't played yet. So, someone from the movie theater eventually came into that theater to tell us, look, we're to tell us the news that the movie wasn't working. that They're like, we are on the phone with our IT, and we're trying to get it to work, and as soon as we get it to work, we'll play it. As soon as we get it ready, it'll probably take, and they said, it'll probably take another hour. So, the funniest thing, though, and I wish I was recording this, because I, I, I'm sitting in my seat, I don't, I don't recognize any of the people who are there, but it's quite obvious from the conversations that I'm hearing from around me. These are all people that go to church. They may not go to the church I go to, but they all go to church. They're all church people, and many of them were from the same church. All of a sudden, as soon as this representative turns and walks away, you hear someone go, Not today, Satan. We're going to watch this movie. It kind of got me laughing just you know thinking about it i wish i was recording it because it really is funny because it after that the place started erupting and honestly and i was hearing about how things would happen in the movie theater um i heard about deliverance happening i heard about this i saw videos from like alexander pagani and and some of the other people that were in the movie what was going on in their theater and you heard reports about just deliverance but in my movie theater as we waited another hour before they were playing the movie as we waited worship broke out in that movie theater because somebody either got on their phone or got on some kind of device and started playing worship music, just Christian worship music. And take a look at this video. This is what happened in my movie theater in the Regal Cinema in Greenville, South Carolina. Check this out. That was an amazing moment to be a part of because it was as loud as being at a concert. I'm not kidding. It was that loud. But it was amazing to be there because I don't know how many songs that this person played on whatever device they were using. I don't know. Because it definitely made the time go by faster. But it was just an awesome 
moment to be in, to experience that, people worshiping. And then the movie started playing. And we went through all the, the, um, the trailers beforehand, and it was just funny because they played, like, the Indiana Jones trailer. That didn't get much. Then they played some other ones. And then, I guess, Fathom Events was promoting some kind of, uh, I think it's an orchestra or some kind of thing. And when they showed part of the play, it looked really demonic. I mean, I don't know what the play is, and I didn't. I don't remember what the play was. I just know this was a, this was a, um, this was one of the events that Fathom is promoting. But as soon as it, as that image came up, and it just looked demonic. You heard someone in the movie theater yell out, "Those people need deliverance," which caused a lot of people to start laughing. But then the movie started. Now, for those of you that did not see the movie did not see this documentary. In essence, what this movie is about is Greg Locke's journey into the deliverance ministry. Now, for those of you that may not know who Greg Locke is, he's a pastor of a church, Global Vision Bible Church. And he tells the story of how he got into deliverance, which the ministry of deliverance is healing people, but also casting demons off of people or out of people. I want to use the right terminology, out of people. And he, in that documentary, he sh shares what or the steps that got him to, you know, in order to start doing deliverance ministries or start doing deliverance ministry at his church. And one of them was he was doing a baptism. And in this baptism, he was baptizing a grandmother. And the grandmother had the, her, her granddaughter with her, eight years old or something like that, I believe. So Greg Locke just, okay, you want to both want to be baptized. You want to be holding her. Okay, a little weird, but fine. So he went to go baptize her. And he says... And apparently this was on a live stream at, her, at their church that the child manifested a demon, uh, a cat demon, or start acting like a cat, start hissing, start whatever. And he was really afraid and scared because he says all the years of ministry, which at that point, I think it was at least 30 years that he had been a pastor. He said, my seminary did not prepare me for this. But... Had he read his Bible and studied it and studied the ministry of Jesus Christ, he would have known what to do in that situation because all Jesus would have do, you know, you want to ask the question, what would Jesus do? Well, in that situation, what would Jesus have done? He'd have cast a demon out of that child. That's what he would have done because that's what he did. This documentary is amazing. And you need to see it. Because for those of you that don't believe in deliverance ministry, that you don't believe that Christians can be under the influence or be demonized by demons, you need to wake up and realize 
Deliverance is in the Bible. It is what Jesus Christ did. And Jesus Christ gave his followers the authority over demons and demonic spirits to cast them out. Now, I know what you're saying. How can a Christian have a demon? It's quite simple. Every Christian, regardless if you're a born-again Christian or what denomination you're a part of, you have free will. And you have the free will to open a door to demons. You do. And just like King Saul, because King Saul opened up a door to a demon, God will allow, just like he did with King Saul, he will allow those demons to come through that door and influence you. And you will be demonized, not demon-possessed, demonized. Because the one thing the demon cannot do is possess or own you because that's what possession means that's what we think it means but really it's demonized you're under the influence you could be under the influence of alcohol you could be under the influence of drugs and you could be a christian and be under the influence of either alcohol or drugs i guarantee you when you are under the influence of drugs or alcohol you act differently. You also act differently when you are demonized. And I'm not going to get into all the different spirits that, that you could open yourself up to. But that idea that Christians can't have demons, it's never in the Bible. There's not one Bible verse in here that would support that. So why would you think why would you think that? Now, for those of you that also say, well, the Holy Spirit and a demon can't occupy the same space because it's holy and unholy. They can't occupy the same space. Well, yes they can. Because the Holy Spirit's everywhere, everywhere, right? So, if the Holy Spirit is everywhere, everywhere, then there shouldn't be any demons. There shouldn't be any evil spirits on the earth today. Because the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the earth, right? But there is. And you know how I know? Go read the story of Job. What happens in the story of Job? Well, for those of you who may not know, Job gets tormented by Satan and demons. All, and this is a fairly, Job was a fairly rich individual who had a big family. You know, highly successful person, but he loses everything. The beginning of the story, Satan goes to heaven and is before the throne of God. And God says to him, where have you been? And Satan says, I've been here to and fro throughout the earth, because I'm sure that's, that's what he was doing. And 
Satan, I mean, uh, God then says, well, have you considered my servant Job? And this is what starts the whole thing of, well, the only reason Job follows you is because you've blessed him so much. But the moment you allow certain things to happen to him, he will curse your name. And God allowed Satan to torment Job. Now, think about that. Satan is before the throne of God. God is a holy person, holy individual. Is Satan? Is Satan holy? Was he holy at that point? Had he not fallen? No, he had already fallen. He had already been cast out of heaven. But he could he has access to heaven because he's a fallen angel. So there he is. So right there completely destroys that argument because there's holy and unholy in the same spot before the throne of God. You have God and Satan, holy and unholy, in the same spot. So there goes your notion of the Holy Spirit and the demonic spirit can't occupy the same space because in your body, they don't occupy the same space. Because the Holy Spirit is not inside your body. The Holy Spirit is inside your soul. That's where the Holy Spirit is. A demon occupies your flesh. That's why the Bible says there's a battle between the spirit, your soul, and the flesh. That's why Jesus even said, my spirit is strong, but my flesh is weak when he was going to go get crucified. There was a battle there. So you can, if you choose to open a door to demons, God, especially if you leave the door open or you open the door there multiple times, God can allow those demons to come in and they will come in. And when they do come in, they come in for the sole purpose to steal, kill and destroy. That's it. If you need further proof, proof, I recommend that you go check out, uh, I think it's Gateway Church. The, the pastor who teaches there is Robert Morris. He taught a series called Free Indeed. This came out probably about 2013. You need to see that. Don't take my word for it. Look. I'm not someone who went to seminary. I'm just someone that reads the Bible, that studies the Bible. That's all I do. But I don't have the credentials or the credentials of someone who went to seminary. But Robert Morris does. Follow that or watch every video, and it's about 12, I think it's 11 or 13 videos, in that series called Free Indeed. Because Robert Morris will tell you that Christians most definitely can be demonized. And he'll use Bible verses and the scriptures, it's not his opinion, to support these claims. So I think those of you that think and believe that Christians can't have demons, go, just go there with an open mind. Check out that. Or you could just go ahead and check out, come out in Jesus' name, because it is coming out again. I wish I had the dates at this point in time.
but I don't let let me look them up. Well, I just looked up the um, one to come out in Jesus' name is going to be coming out. It'll be coming out the Sunday, the twenty third of this month, and running through May fourth. You can go to come out in jesusname.com to see where it's going to be playing near you. And I highly recommend that you go see this movie. Whether you believe in deliverance or not, go see it. And then make the decision for yourself. Just at least go there with an open mind and just experience what this movie is. Now, when the movie was over, I definitely didn't see bunch of deliverance happening in that particular movie theater I didn't see that but I did see a lot of people you know gathering together and praying for each other when the movie was over now one of the things that did in this release uh, which was the second release of come out in Jesus name one of the things that didn't play was like the 30 minute um, deliverance prayer that Greg Locke did in the first um, the first release he had this this 30 minute prayer where he prays for every single spiritual or every spirit demonic spirit to leave to manifest and to leave in Jesus name luckily somebody recorded it on their granted it's their cell phone they recorded it because after the end of this particular podcast, or after the end, of, for those of you either watching or listening, I'm going to be playing that video. So when we play that video, I recommend you turn it up because it is from a cell phone. You can still hear Pastor Greg Locke do this prayer, but you're also going to hear what's going to be going on in that movie theater. And sometimes it gets a little loud. So. I'd turn it up as loud as you can, as long as you can still hear Pastor Greg Locke do the speech, or not doing the prayer, and do the prayer yourself. Pray it. Because I did at this house. I did, and I was delivered from different spirits. Spirits that had been probably with me since I was a kid. The spirit of perversion. And many other spirits, the spirit of, of anger, the spirit of rebellion. As Pastor Greg Locke is saying the spirits, or mentioning the spirits, my body, now I didn't converse and act like a snake or anything like that. All I was doing was just taking a deep breath in and I would just be breathing whatever. I'm just letting out the air, which could be letting out the spirit. But I felt at that point in time to let it out. I know Isaiah Saldivar does say that, you know, when you start feeling emotional or you start crying or something like that, that that's the demon. Well, I don't believe that. That's not what I experienced. When I was starting to get emotional and started crying or tears start coming to my eyes, I felt as if the reason that's happening is because I'm finally getting free. I'm finally experiencing what it's like to be free of these spirits. And it's a wonderful thing because they haven't come back. I, if they have tried to come back, I've kept the door closed or the window closed. and I've locked the damn thing because I know what I did to open up those doors 
and that's the last thing I'm going to be doing. So for those of you that may not know what deliverance ministry is, go check out this movie. Go check it out. Come out in Jesus' name. Go to comeoutinjesusname.com and go see if it's playing near you, near you. And if it is, go see it. And with that, we'll be right back after this. Right now, the times we're in, the devil, is he has brought up his arsenal against the church, against the believer. But we need to know one thing, that the abilities of the enemy doesn't take away from the authority that God has given us. You want to be Christian with God's best, filled with the, not only with the Holy Spirit, but filled with the arsenals of heaven. The mind of spiritual warfare, the mind of the good soldier, the one that had been enlisted in the army of God. That's what I'm teaching you in spiritual warfare. I'm teaching you the training. I'm teaching you what you need to know in your life to get you to the finish line. We need to let the devil know that we ain't playing. If you want to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and really be armed and dangerous, man, you need to take this course. You need to be part of something that's going to teach you how to dismantle, disarm every demonic attack over your life. It's going to set you free, and it's going to equip you, and it's going to get you to the place that God wants you to be. You have a purpose and a destiny. Put it in your arsenal, put it in your life, put it in your spirit, and be what God called you to be, special up. It's time to fight. It's time to win. God's counting on us to bring the fight to the enemy. Sign up for the Spiritual Warfare Boot Camp at johnramirez.org. Sign up today and learn how to take the fight to the devil. In the New Testament, is it verifiable that Christians can be attacked and oppressed by demons? Come on. God used controversy. Look, I'm on the list. He used CNN. He used the media. He used all of it to grow a massive size platform. Controversy built our platform. Two genders. It was never about the controversy. It was never about the politics. I thought it was. I thought it was about Trump. I thought it was about COVID. But God built our platform for deliverance. We are headed more into seeing prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. There's a kingdom of righteousness and there's a kingdom of darkness. Something in our being craves something supernatural. If you're addicted to something, you have company. And he said in the last days, the church will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. They will begin to listen to demonic doctrines. He doesn't mind you going to church. He doesn't mind you praising as long as you don't change. There's a great awakening that is coming. The kingdom of God is not about talk. Jesus is king! It's about power and demonstration. It's led on the church in the United States, I believe, needs a reawakening of deliverance because of the evil that's going around. Christians can be under the influence of satanic oppression. 100% they can. You see, redemption and salvation is for the lost. Deliverance is to set the captives free. The Word of God says, these signs shall follow them that believe. The plan of the enemy is to keep the church quiet. Deliverance is for the people of God. Deliverance is for the church. I'm here to call this culture to Jesus Christ and cast out demons. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils.
Well, that's our show for today, and I want to thank those of you that take the time to either watch the show or listen to the show, whether you're watching it on our Rumble account or whether you're watching it at dongardner.weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Or if you're listening to the show, if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. But I'm not going to promote any more than that because, honestly, with no further ado, here is the video of Pastor Greg Locke doing the prayer of deliverance. This is the time. Take the time. It's about a half hour long. Do this prayer yourself. And with that, I want to say, I want to thank you for taking the time to watch the video. I want to thank you for taking the time to look into deliverance. May God bless you. May God bless America. May God make America godly again. I'm Don Gardner, and this has been the Christian Patriot Report. I will see you guys later. Now, here is Pastor Greg Locke's prayer deliverance. Gospel of Jesus Christ. And just right now, before I have everyone stand, and before we get involved in mass deliverance and calling out evil spirits, some of you need to call on the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus so that you, for the first time in your life, can be born again. You can have your sins forgiven, be washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, never again worrying when you pillow your head that if you ever slip off into eternity that you're going to have to go to hell because the good news about hell is you ain't got to go because Jesus paid your price. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Jesus did not say He was one of many ways to the kingdom. He said He was the one and only way to the kingdom. And if you serve, you ma'am, you young person right now, will simply repent and believe the gospel. You can be saved by the grace of God. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Red, yellow, black, and white, it makes no difference where you've been, what you've done in your life. It makes no difference what journey or path you have been on. Tonight is your encounter with Jesus Christ. Right where you are in your seat. Listen, I want you to know that a prayer didn't die for you, but a person did. You can pray this a thousand different ways. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. But I want you to say something to God like this. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. And I know for my sin, I deserve hell and judgment. But I believe tonight that Jesus took my punishment. And the best I know how, I place my faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone for the forgiveness of my sins. I repent. Come into my life. Change me. And from this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will serve you without being ashamed. And without apology. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I hope many of you prayed that. I hope many of you believe that. Because I'm telling you. Jesus Christ died for you. He loves you so very much. And he wants to make sure that your sins are forgiven. He's prepared a place for you in heaven. If you're going to participate tonight in all of these theaters around the nation. I'm not going to force you. Nobody's going to twist your arm behind your back. But if you want freedom tonight, if you want to know that there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood and through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to experience that authority, I'm asking you right now, all over every one of these theaters, rise from your seats right now to your feet. Just rise to your feet. Hallelujah.
I'm going to have you repeat a few things now. This is just like a Sunday night every week here at Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet. But obviously we can't go two hours. We have a very limited time frame tonight. There are workers and preachers and deliverance ministers and men and women over theaters everywhere. Probably even right where you are. But if there's not one there, let me tell you something. Jesus is going to set you free right now in the next few months. Just believe it by faith. Jesus will deliver the desperate. He will deliver you from your enemies, but He will not deliver you from your friends. Tonight, you have to hate that addiction. You have to hate that hurt, that heaviness. You have to hate all of those things that are keeping you in bondage, fear, and torment tonight. So as you're standing to your feet, I'm just going to have you renounce a few things. We're going to forgive some people. We're going to dig deep for the next few moments. Many of you, if not all of you tonight that participate, are going to be radically set free because there is power to hold in the name of Jesus. Good and strong wherever you're at. Let the devils hear it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Don't be ashamed. I want you to say this. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I come against every evil spirit. I come against every evil spirit. That is in resistance to the deliverance ministry. That is in resistance to the... I command them to be bound tonight. I command them to be bound tonight. And rendered powerless. And rendered powerless. Any evil spirit. Any evil spirit. Trying to hinder my my freedom in Christ. Trying to hinder my freedom in Christ. Must obey. Must obey. The authority of the name of Jesus. The authority in the name of Jesus. And leave me immediately. And leave me immediately. Satan, I resist you in Jesus' name. Satan, I resist you in Jesus' name. And I'm closing any doors tonight. And I'm closing all doors tonight. Which I or my ancestors may have opened to you. Which I or my ancestors opened to you. I renounce you, Satan, and all of your demons. I renounce you, Satan. Satan and all your demons. I declare before God that you are my enemy. I declare before God you are my enemy. I am now claiming deliverance. I am now claiming deliverance. From any and all evil spirits. From any and all evil spirits. Which may be in me or around me. Which may be in me or around me. Once and for all. Once and for all. I close the door in my life. I close the door in my life. To all occult practices. To all occult practices. And I command all connected spirits. And I command and all connected spirits to depart from me now in the name of Jesus to depart from me now in the name of Jesus I renounce any and all I renounce any and all addiction to drugs and alcohol addiction to drugs and alcohol I repent for any substance I repent for any substance legal or illegal legal or illegal that I have ever allowed to keep me bound that I have ever allowed to keep me bound I rebuke and call forth I rebuke and call forth the spirit of pharmakia the spirit Spirit of pharmakia. Spirit that keeps me in addiction and bondage. The spirit that keeps me in addiction and in bondage. I call you up and out tonight in the I call you up and out in the name of Jesus. I will be free from every addiction. I will be free from every addiction. I renounce any connection. I renounce any connection. Known or unknown. Known or unknown. I have to the Masonic Lodge. I have to the Masonic Lodge. I renounce any secret society oath. I renounce any secret society oath. Made by me or my ancestors. Made by me or my ancestors. I render them powerless through the name of Jesus. I render them powerless in the name of Jesus. I lift myself from every curse. I lift myself from every curse. Every sickness. Every sickness. And every demon. And every demon. That has resulted. That has resulted. Generational curse of the Masonic Lodge. Generational curse of the Masonic Lodge. I renounce every form of witchcraft tonight. I renounce every form of witchcraft tonight. All sorcery. 
sorcery, all sorcery, all divination, all divination. All spells and hexes. I repent of all occult involvement. I repent of all occult involvement. Known or unknown. In the name of Jesus. Now while we're going through this, here's what I need you to do. I'm going to start talking to the spirit of witchcraft. No doubt it's already manifested in some places right now. I want you right now before God to out loud repent and renounce whatever it is that you've been involved in in any sort of witchcraft. If you've gone to psychic readings, you've had psychic prayers, you've had palm reading sessions, tarot card sessions, you burned candles in some cemetery during a seance or playing games like light as a feather, stiff as a board. If you've ever messed with Ouija boards and things like that, even if you are 8, 9, or 10 years old, right now, just out loud in the theater, say, God, forgive me for this, and you fill in the blank. Get rid of those yoga mats and quit messing with healing crystals. And We come against the dream catchers and every form of Wiccan, every form of wizards and magic and new age and all crystal balls. Just right now, just begin to say it. The Bible says we expel demons. You know how we expel them? Just take a couple of good deep breaths. I'm going to talk to that spirit of witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, I come against every foul spirit of witchcraft in every theater, in every place that this is being viewed right now. Every spirit of witchcraft up and out, manifest and go. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We come against every curse of tarot card readings up and out. In the name of Jesus, we come against every curse of every palm reading session. I break the curse and the soul tie with every medium. I break the curse of every witch. I destroy the works of every witch, every curse. I close every portal of astral projection in the name of Jesus. Come on, witchcraft, out. In the name of Jesus, sorcery, every spirit of divination, up and out. Up and out. Every form of satanic ritual abuse, every form of the occult, all new age practices, angel worship, goddess worship, every form of witchcraft, up and out, up and out, in the mighty name of Jesus, just breathe it out, tell it to go, take authority over it, look, I'm not the one that has to grab the microphone and tell those demons to leave, you've got authority right now, take authority and say, come up and out, up and out, in Jesus' mighty name, up and out, up and out, every form of witchcraft, all sorcery, Python spirit, loose them, let them go, in the name of Jesus, come on witchcraft, break, break, every form of secret societies, up and out, every spirit from the Masonic Lodge, I disconnect you, and I break the soul tie, and the generational curse, from the spirit of the great architect of the universe, up and out, up and out, in the mighty name of Jesus, Demon Shabulon, up and out, up and out. I break every curse of the Masonic Lodge, every curse of sickness, up and out. All witchcraft, break, up and out, in Jesus' name. Come on, witchcraft, up and out, up and out. All fortune telling, out, out. Every Babylonian wind spirit, hypnosis, reiki therapy, up and out. Up and out. Now, folks, look, there's a lot of witchcraft that the church is filled to overflowing with. You just start calling out. You know what you're struggling with. You know what dark entities are in your house. And let me tell you something. May the scales be removed from your eyes tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you leave this theater, go home. Get a garbage bag. Start emptying your house out for all the new age occult witchcraft and all the crystals and all the foolishness. Get it out of your house. Kundalini spirit, I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Every Kundalini spirit from yoga, every yoga spirit, Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, up and out. 
up and out, up and out. Just breathe them out. All witchcraft, break, break. We take authority over you right now. Every palm reading session, every spirit from burning sage, come out, all sorcery, every voodoo witch doctor, up and out, every voodoo curse, up and out, in the name of Jesus, come out, come out, demon baphomet, we break your power over this generation, come out, come out in the mighty name of Jesus, all witchcraft, all witchcraft, spirits from meditation, transcendental meditation, you come out right now in the mighty name of Jesus, every spirit of witchcraft, we bind you, we break you in the authority of the name of Jesus, you will leave now, up and out, all enchantments and spells, come out, come out, every spirit from wizards and wicked, come out, spirits from hexagrams, enneagrams, pentagrams, up and out in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit transferred from Halloween, addiction to horror movies, come out. Astrology, every spirit from astrology, signs of the zodiac, come out. Come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, folks, you got to leave that stuff alone. It looks cute on social media, but it's demonism. It's witchcraft. Leave it alone. Signs of the zodiac, up and out, up and out. Now, this is just witchcraft. We could talk about it all night, but we got to move along. Get that witchcraft out. We got to break that witchcraft so we can get practical and get you some deliverance and get you some help. So come on, witchcraft, we come against you in the mighty name of Jesus. The God of Israel rebukes you. The blood testifies against you. I want you to say this right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release myself immediately. I release myself immediately. From every evil inheritance. From every evil inheritance. That I have ever received. That I have ever received. From my father and from my mother. From my father and from my mother. I break every generational curse. I break every generational curse. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to say, I forgive. I forgive any person, any person who has ever hurt me. Who has ever hurt me? Disappointed me. Disappointed me. Abused me. Abused me. Divorced me. Divorced me. Abandoned me. Offended me. Molested me. Molested me. Mistreated me. Mistreated me. Attacked me. Attacked me. Embarrassed me. Embarrassed me. Or rejected me. Or rejected me. By God's grace. By God's grace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I forgive them all. I forgive them all. And I forgive them right now. Let those evil spirits know. You forgive that brother or that sister that molested you. You forgive that father that abandoned you. You forgive that ex-husband, that ex-wife. You forgive that fifth grade teacher that embarrassed you. That pastor, that church that broke your heart and kicked you out. You forgive that boss that fired you. Right now, just begin to say their name out loud. One of them, two of them, ten of them, a hundred of them. Forgive those people that harmed you. Forgive them. Forgiveness is not something you offer the person because they are right. You forgive so that you can be right. Forgiveness, as you just saw in the movie, is a gift that you give yourself. Forgive those people right now. Release them. I come against every spirit of unforgiveness in this theater right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of unforgiveness, up and out. Up and out. In Jesus' mighty name. Every spirit of bitterness, break now. Every curse of bitterness, break now. Up and out. Every spirit causing hatred, vengeance, anger, wrath. Come out right now. In Jesus' mighty name. We break your power. We break your authority in the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. Every spirit of unforgiveness, up and out, up and out. Come on, say their name, say their name. And if they're alive, ask God to bless them. We bless our enemies right now. Every spirit of unforgiveness, manifest, leave now, up and out. We don't tolerate your presence anymore. Out of every man, out of every woman, up and out. 
Bring them out, folks. Just let them go. Every spirit of unforgiveness, every spirit of bitterness, we break your power right now. We break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Now I want you to forgive yourself. That's sometimes the hardest one, sir. That's the hardest one, ma'am. If God can forgive you, if you can release others, then release yourself. Forgive yourself for that addiction that ruined your life. Forgive yourself for those poor decisions, for that divorce, for that bankruptcy. Forgive yourself for rejecting God for so long. And right now, I'm telling you, some of you are going to start to get free. Now look, not everybody throws up. Not everybody screams. Not everybody throws popcorn all over the place. But some of you are going to feel like a Mack truck just drove right out of your chest. And you're going to sleep tonight like you've not slept in weeks, months, if not years. The number one job of an evil spirit is to take your peace. And some of you have no peace. But tonight, I speak peace over you. I speak a sound mind over you. I speak love over you. And I come against every form of unforgiveness, every form of bitterness. You must go now, manifest and leave in the name of Jesus. Every spirit causing unforgiveness, up and out, up and out. All those spirits of abuse right now in the name of Jesus. I come against every spirit of physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, child abuse, emotional abuse, church hurt, religious abuse, every spirit of abuse, up and out, up and out. Now right now is where you're going to have to start forgiving people. Every spirit of molestation, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke you. Come up and out right now. Every spirit of molestation, every curse and spirit of rape, every curse of incest, we break it. Going back on both sides of the family, ten generations back on both sides. Every spirit of incest, every spirit of rape, every spirit of molestation, all the insecurity that goes with it. Come up and out. Up and out. Some of you right now, your whole life, you've struggled with abandonment. You've wrecked every relationship and you can't figure out why. You were abandoned when you were a child. Come against that spirit of abandonment right now. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of abandonment, leave. Every spirit of rejection, up and out. In the mighty name of Jesus, self-rejection, up and out. Self-pity, up and out. In Jesus' mighty name, move to these people now. Up and out. Up and out. Let's go. Up and out. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every spirit of molestation, every spirit of abuse, every spirit of rape. I know it's hard to hear, but you've got to let it go. It was a person that did it, but it opened the door for an evil spirit to torment you. And fear has torment. But tonight, I say perfect love cast out fear. I pray over you the love of the Father. I pray over you. Holy Spirit, fill up every temple, fill up every room of their body right now and of their temple with the love of God. Fire of the Holy Spirit, burn out all of that hurt, all of that insecurity in Jesus' name. And leave that every spirit of abuse
confusing the minds of this generation, we rebuke you up and out in Jesus' mighty name. Come out, every spirit of lust, every spirit of heaviness, call it medically depression. Some of you are in this theater right now, it's the number one thing, it's the most common thing you struggle with. We call it depression, oppression, affliction, PTSD, anxiety. You know what God calls it? Isaiah 61, 4. Put on the garment of praise. Yes. Put on the yeah. garment of praise for the Spirit. Right now, in Jesus' name, depression, break right now, in the name of Jesus. Take authority over.